With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, hour three on a Monday, August 7th. Hope you had a nice weekend. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Excited to be joined by Zach Barnett, footballscoop.com, college football writer. You can find Zach on Twitter at Zach underscore Barnett. And I think we have to start here, Zach. We'll let you have the platform as far as realignment or as it's now known consolidation across college football and college sports as a collective, just give us your overall take. Oh, uh, I'm, my overall take is I'm really saddened and frustrated by all of this. You know, I, we, we all long for the world of our youth. If it was up to me, everyone would go back to where they were in 2002 before the, the ACC uh, consumed the Big East, and everyone would stay there forever. You know, I, I'm a guy that grew up on the the original Big 12. Uh, I thought that was um, the perfect conference, and in, in, in some ways, it was. It was uh, for for a time that it was the best conference in college football, and no one seemed to be happy to be there. And to me, that was part of the appeal: is that no one really wanted enjoyed playing each other, and it wasn't this happy neighborhood. And so. Every change since then, I think, has been, uh, I guess, some ways for the for it, some ways for the better, but for the most part, has been for the worse. And uh, to to see a, a proud conference that has contributed a lot to college football essentially disintegrate before our eyes, and see you know Oregon State and Washington State, Cal Stanford maybe be left behind, to see you know, these student athletes put in these positions that they shouldn't have to be put in. It, it, it really bums me out. Zach, I agree with everything you said, especially the old Big 12 and some of those teams and leagues were so competitive. Um, when you look right now at the landscape of college football, project what you think happens with Stanford and Cal potentially, and then do Florida State and Clemson, or does anyone else make a move going forward? I mean, again, I think it boils down to you know, what moves are there to be made for Florida State and Clemson. Uh, I mean, I watched the Florida State board chair speak uh, last week, he seems confident that the Florida State would have suitors if they're able to, to rest themselves free from the ACC grant of rights. I mean, I guess we can never say never, but the Big Ten is at 18 teams now. And so, uh, I mean, shoot, maybe, maybe the answer is to, to grow to 24 teams and add, you know, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, Virginia, and just become a truly national conference that splits into, into divisions and it just kind of, makes sense geographically just by getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Maybe that's the answer. I, I don't know. Uh, it seems doubtful given that Oregon and Washington agreed to join at rates that are, are, are less than what Florida State will make in the ACC through the end of this seven-year contract that hasn't even kicked in yet. So, And I've seen reporting out there that the SEC, if they're in to make more money, they'd make more money playing just 10 SEC games uh, among their, their 16 teams that they have right now rather than going out and get a 17th and 18th member. So I, I don't know, and uh, applying logic to all this doesn't – clearly logic is not a governor here. So in regards to Cal Stanford, you know, the ACC is, is meeting in, in regards to possibly adding them. 
you know, it's one of those deals where if it made sense, it would have happened a long time ago, but nothing really makes sense right now. Zach, I do believe they're going to play some football this year. So let's talk about some teams. Zach Barnett, footballscoop.com, college football writer. Right before you came on, we were talking Big 12. In particular, we were talking Oklahoma. Let's get your overview. The win total set at nine and a half. Venable second year. Six and seven. Lost a ton of close games last year. Where are you on Oklahoma? Um. You know, the, the, the operative question here is, is that they really seem to luck out schedule-wise. You know, I, I kind of did my own analysis just looking at the Big, Big 12 preseason poll, and they, they have one of the easier uh, conference schedules that, within the Big 12 because, obviously, you ha- you're going to have schedule inequality as a 14-team league. Um, you know, they miss uh, K-State. They miss Texas Tech, who, who both beat them last year. Um, they're going to be improved. In, in in some areas, wide receiver. I think I, you know, I, I, I looking back, you know, in 20 years of following this program, I can't recall an Oklahoma team less threatening at the skill positions than this one. Um, uh, they don't really have anyone that that really scares you and demands uh, a, a double team in an offense that's kind of uh, dependent upon wide receivers winning one-on-one matchups, I think you'd have a lot of schools be like, all right, we can defend Oklahoma one-on-one, which nobody said in the past. Uh, defensive line, I think they'll probably be better on the edges. They're not there yet, interior. And so you know, that 9.5 I think is a really good number because if, if they had a different schedule, then I, I think the under would be really easy. But, um, you know, fate has kind of intervened to make that 9.5 uh, really tantalizing on, on either, either side of the ledger. I'd probably lean – Towards nine, I, I think I'd feel much more safer at them at, at nine wins instead of ten. Great breakdown of their OU in terms of the schedule and the lack of threat on the perimeter. Let's go to Texas for a second. The Horns, when you look at this team, on paper, 15 starters back, everything should be pretty good. But Steve Sarkeesian's never won double-digit games, whether at Washington, USC, or Texas so far. What changes for the Longhorns this year that they get over the hump? Uh, I think I think you've seen obviously losing Bijan Robinson. You're not going to replace him with a, as good of a player. But elsewhere, I think you've seen just a continual and in some ways a drastic just update uh, upgrade of talent across the board. Um, I, I think in the secondary they're going to be as good as anybody they play at wide receiver. They're going to be as good as anybody they play. Um, running back is a, is a question mark. The, their offensive tackles and tight end are as good as anybody they play. Uh, pass rush is, is going to be a question. Um, linebackers should be really stout. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've looked at this team every which way, trying to talk myself into you know, taking the under, and I, I, think, I really think this is, has the potential to be one of the five best teams in college football. Wow. Wow. Texas. Look at that. like to hear it. How about Kansas State? Let's do, they're your third betting favorite. And just to give you an idea, there's a chasm. Texas is even money in conference. Oklahoma's three and a half to one. Kansas State's five to one. Then you get to Texas Tech, 11 to one in conference. Climb has done a hell of a job. Where are you on Kansas State? Yeah, I, I think I would go K-State as the best value play among those three. Uh, they return their entire offensive line along with probably the best individual linemen in the conference, maybe outside of Texas, is Kelvin Banks and Cooper Beebe. Um, their, their quarterback play, I think, is going to be really good. Um, Will Howard is wasn't the full-time starter last year, but I thought it was better than Adrian Martinez. Obviously, losing Deuce Vaughn, you, you can't replace a player like him. But I, I think they're the second-best team in the conference starting coming into the season. Zach, completely agree with you in terms of looking at the odds. At 5-1, to one, Kansas State, to me, is the best player. I like Treshawn Ward coming in that backfield. You mentioned he can't replace Deuce Fawn, but we'll see what happens there. Rest of the league, who are some teams that maybe keep an eye out for having a successful season? And one other question just came to me. How does Neil Brown have a job? Does West Virginia not have the money to buy out the remainder of his contract? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that was, that was the reason he stuck around last season. And um, you have a new AD there. Um, obviously, they they had to get rid of uh, Bob Huggins, but it, it could be time for a an overall regime change at West Virginia with with the new AD Ren Baker. 
you know, one of his strengths, Ren, was, was fundraising. So I, I don't have the exact figure ahead of me, but I have to think if, if, you know, if West Virginia finishes in the bottom of the conference that, that Neil Brown won't be back. Um, and then let me ask you this. What, what, what are TCU's odds right now? They, they are 16-1 to 1 to win the league. 16-1? to 1. I, I, I'd probably take Texas first, K-State second, and TCU third at those odds. Really? Uh, I, uh, the, yeah. The, their offense, uh, they're starting over offensively in a, a lot of ways, but I still think they could be pretty good on that side of the ball. Um, the, their tackles are back. They're going to have to replace the interior of their offensive line. Um, but uh, they've got a, a, a lot of transfers, a lot of guys that I think have the ability. Uh, you know, I can't say who's going to be one, two, and three in terms of catches on their team right now, but whoever it is is going to be good. Um, I, I think Kendall Bryles and, and Chandler Morris is going to be a good match between coordinator and quarterback. And it, it, it wouldn't surprise uh, – they're not going to go back to the national championship game, but to be a top 15 team, again, I think is well within their reach. And pa- Patrick, they added a couple of receivers. J.P. Uh, Richardson comes over from Oklahoma State. And then J- I think JoJo Earl has the potential to be pretty decent for this team on the perimeter for TCU as well. Yeah, he was a guy that Alabama had real plans for. Uh, was very involved in the return game as a freshman. Injuries just kind of, you know, up, upended his career. Trey Sanders, same story for him. A, a former five-star running back at Alabama. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if he can re, if he can live up to that. But I think he can be a solid back for them. And then a guy that I think a redshirt freshman, just name to keep an eye on it. TC wide receivers, uh, Major Everhart. He redshirted last year, but he has sub 1100 100 yard 100 meter dash speed, and I, I think he'll be a uh, a name people are aware of about a month from now. Okay, Zach, just 40 seconds. We'll close out the Big 12. So just to reiterate, Texas is freaking loaded. But let me ask you this on the way out: Do you believe in Sarkeesian? Uh, oh, that's a, that's the question. I mean, the, the one concerning, uh, the major concern is that they've had. They, they lost a lot of close games, a lot of second half leads in 2021, and then they still lost a lot of close games in 22. Uh, I I think they'll find a way to win a lot of those games. They're not going to go undefeated, but I think they'll I think they'll be 10 wins, maybe 11. Zach Barnett, FootballScoop.com, it's a great site, college football writer. Let's get you on video, and we'll get you up during the regular season of college football. Zach, great job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Did a good job. I want to get him on video next time. We mo, Guests coming on the show. We want you on video. If you're good, you stick around for a second segment. There's an incentive there. I have, you know what? I want to play the Drinkwitz com- comments as well when we come back. We'll get you an update on the baseball too. Big guy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? 
Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Update on the mood for the big guy, because I know you care. First off, we've cashed in the fourth that over in San Diego, so that puts him in a good mood. Also, he's been chugging a Trenta iced coffee from the Bucks all show, and I can tell he's flying high on the caffeine, so that's good. You know what else is good? 19 bucks for everything we offer. Transition! VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You didn't get that in the month of July. NFL betting guy, college football betting guy, probably good. Daily best bets, 24-7 video stream power ratings, betting splits. Remember, one of the cool aspects of our college football betting guide this year is Burke walks you through how to put together your own power ratings, which I think is very valuable. Check it out for a month for 19 bucks. See if you like it. If you don't, say la vie. Vison.com slash subscribe. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, would you like to give us an update from Petco? And by the way, Amal said his boy who sent over a picture from Pecco. I just saw it. it, it it's God's country. <laughs> like, I God get it. said, hold up. I'm going to hook you. And the people down there in South Carolina, before we kicked them all out. Anyway, they, they were like, what do you mean, God? And God was like, I got you. And then he just blessed that part. Like that picture right there, that looks like a painting. It, it really does. It's too good. It's too good. I... I don't know what I'd complain about, and I live for complaining. Like I don't, I don't think I could survive there. It's beautiful, but we have uh, covered. Uh, we've gone well over the nine, nine and a half. Uh, Dodgers. We also said team total four and a half. You get even money plus one hundred two for the big guy. I, I think well, we saw well over eight runs. I think we solved an issue. I I couldn't figure out why I was in a bad mood. I hadn't placed a bet in like five days, six days, and I think not betting was making me upset. Yeah, you're an addict. Yeah. In every way. No, no, no. Let me let me correct that cuz we're a gambling network. I don't mean addict in the sense of he's out of control. What I no. mean is you're a conditioned human being. We 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 live on autopilot and one of the things that you do that brings you joy throughout the day is reasonably reasonably and sensibly wagering. Yeah, I'm not like a big motto guy, but I would say a general philosophy for my life is uh if it feels good, I like to keep doing it. And betting is one of those things. I'll give you one, Amal Shaw. How about the Asian handicap on the total last night? Leagues Cup, Miami, and FC Dallas was two and three quarters, right? 2.75. What does that mean? Half your bets on over. If you go over 2.75 in soccer betting, half your bets on over two and a half goals, and half your bet is on over three goals. So let's say it lands three. You get your investment and half of the payout back. Well, I went, it started, it opened FC Dallas and Messi. We won't even call them inner Miami. It's just called Messi. So Messi and FC Dallas leagues cup. Remember Messi has yet to play a MLS game, MLS match. This is all leagues cup, which is a def- different competition. Nonetheless, it opened three. It dipped down to Asian two and three quarters. I hammered the over. It was tight but they scored eight goals and then Messi and beat and Messi and inter Miami beat FC Dallas in the shootout. So they advance in leagues cup. I'll just say this Messi won the world cup six months ago in the process, won the golden ball, best player in the finals. He's 36 years old. Every touch Amal Shaw is thrilling. Don't talk about the weakness of the league. He's also playing Mexican teams in the league cup competition. He's the greatest player ever I've ever seen in the history of sports has nothing to do with soccer, but he is the greatest to ever play the world sport, which is football, AKA soccer. Um, his free quick equalizer top right shelf is 
absolutely astonishing. And he does it regularly. He was down four, three, tied it up at four, four. It was stunning, immaculate. So they advance the tickets that were selling in Dallas were $45. Generally, they were selling for $900 last night. Do you think Messi's had a positive impact on MLS? He gets a cut of the Apple deal. He gets ownership in inner Miami and he gets a fat paycheck every two weeks. And it's not enough. What he's done for the sport is insurmountable. Oh, by the way, they're talking about maybe the best player on the planet, Mbappe, coming to MLS because the floodgates, Shaw, are open, and it started with a goat named Messi. Great summation by you. You and I are both huge soccer fans, but the thing is, I don't follow the MLS the way you do, but I can tell you this. I know in that game yesterday there were five goals scored from the 63rd minute on, and I mean, there were only three goals initially, and the reason why I know this is because Messi was playing in this game. He has such an impact. I, I would say put it on the level that Tiger Woods is with golf, but just add a multiple to it in terms of what it's done for this league. I mean, yeah, it's well absolutely captivated people's intention and interest. I see on social media so much more posting about inner Miami than you ever did simply because Messi is there. And you're absolutely right. I mean, just the elite level talent, but the affinity. But I'll tell you what drives me nuts with Messi. I can't figure out how this guy is so great being like five seven, five eight, and weighing like 140 pounds. That's what it's frustrates God. me. Like, he is the greatest. Look, I'm a Ronaldo fan, but if you say who's the best, I got no qualms when people You're say conceding. Messi. You're Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like to see you come to the messy side, the dark it's, side. It's not, it's not even that. It's just I'm like, I'm not a big fan of Real Madrid You're or realist. Barcelona. Yeah, but reality is, as good as Ronaldo is, and he's a little bit more, I, I think, just kind of stands out because he was a goal scorer and Messi is playing in the midfield. But what he's able to do is just absolutely unbelievable. And when you sit there and see him dribble through defenses, just 1v1 against the defender, it's just mind-boggling. Well, they were Miami was the worst team in MLS before he got there. Since he got there, big guy, you're a big social guy, so maybe you can give us the impact on social because that matters as far as rev and attention. They're 4-0 since Messi joined. He's got seven goals and an assist. Is that good? He also brought Jordi Alba. Amal knows soccer. He's one of the great players in the history of the sport. He also brought Busquets, who's one of the low-key best players in the history of sports, Spaniards. So he's got a legit team now. Tata Martinez is the manager, who's great. It's a rock concert every time there's a game. You saw Beckham and Ice Spice getting mobbed yesterday in Dallas. Let me repeat. David Beckham, who's part owner of Inner Miami, and his boo thing, Ice Spice, were getting mobbed in Dallas, big guy. Social media is popping. Serena Williams is pregnant. She's crawling to the game just to get there. <laughs> LeBron, he can't wait to go sip on tequila and watch Messi. He's in awe of the GOAT. He's the greatest. There is no question. He's the greatest to ever do any sport. There is no question. You know I'm a big fan. Every touch is thrilling. They continue to win. And enter... If you asked everybody in the United States before Messi, I know you're rolling your eyes. Get over yourself. Enter. If you asked everybody in the United States, does Miami have a soccer team? They would have said unequivocally, no. Now everybody in the world knows enter Miami because of one human being. He is G O D. What? <laughs> he, you say he brought bruschetta over the, the bread with the tomatoes and the balsamic on it. Is that what That's he said? So good. <laughs> so good you act can, like it's not can you not mention that right now i am starving I, tata martino i think i was hanging out with her at the club a couple weeks ago I, I, I knew, <laughs> dude i knew both jokes were coming i just let you tell them and by the way if you're a dorito you better be on watch because here comes a mall sean about 37 minutes that's a little inside joke shout to the guns so you know i'm pretty anti-soccer because i'm very pro-america uh, that's why I don't choose to watch uh, guys run around in short shorts and knee-high socks and tie zero Dick. zero after 60 minutes. However, 90, but who's counting? This is starting to become a thing with him scoring. And if he's going to keep punching it through like he has been based on the social media highlights I've seen, this may be a sport that I may need to start consuming because it seems like he's creating a little bit more action for everyone else, which is all I've ever asked for from soccer is like, just have stuff happen. I can't have nothing happen. It's like playing chess and only moving your front row back and forth, the pawns back and forth, back and forth. You're wrong on your assessment, how you broke down the sport, <laughs> which is just unbelievable. Nothing to me. happens. Okay.
That's Nobody what, scores. That's why watching that's Alabama what, versus eight, New eight goals yesterday. Yeah. Eight goals last night. What, no big deal. What was the yeah until he got here? What was the score of the U.S. Women's game? Sweden they, game. They it was nil nil. But I'm going to tell you what. That zero, was an zero. exciting game. That we was, say in my country we say zero zero Lee Greenwood. Uh, yeah, and you want to question my country? Oh. I don't think this is a topic you want to go down, buddy. But wow, America. <laughs> You just pwned him. Amer- I think you're a bigger America guy. I am a bigger America There's guy. no chance. Let's just move on I'm from that. I am fatter, lazier, and more ignorant than you. I am absolutely more American than you will ever be. Dude, that was that so might be good. checkmate. That might be checkmate that right there. That was so good. But, you know, so the only good. thing I'll push back on you on, Patrick, for me, still the greatest player to play team sports is Wayne Gretzky. But I got no qualms with making Messi the, your argument. Gretzky. So yeah. the highlights, number two. the highlights are so good on Messi. They should legally change his change his name to Cleany. But the the thing Ugh. the thing is, no player captivates Ugh. an audience the way he does. I mean, think about this: we would never Ugh. ever be talking about the MLS right now when we could tell you why Kansas State's the right bet for the Big Twelve. But because of what Messi brings to the table, it changes the whole dynamic of the MLS in this country. Cleany is so bad. I'm going to start liking it. Like nobody's done yoga during a live broadcast here on Vison, but you stretch so hard to get, go from messy to cleany. It's, it's repulsive. It's a terrible joke. You had us all. I could never come back from what you said about being fat and lazy in America. You just trumped us all. And you came back with messy to cleany. What would you like to say for yourself? Just think he's poorly named. Cause those goals are clean as you know what? Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Power ratings, picks, previews, predictions, pro is and become a VSIN Pro subscriber and get all access and an all access pass to our betting tools, betting splits, and the 2023 College Football Betting Guide. Both the College Football Guide and our NFL Betting Guide will have you ready to turn a profit on the gridiron this year. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you can do exactly that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, got a lot to do. Remaining 30 minutes of the show, and as a matter of fact, as we say hi, I'm Patrick Maher, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money. It is VEASAN, the sports betting network. We've cashed on that over. The Dodgers continue to whoop up on the Padres right now. Updated. Top of five, Dodgers lead eight to five. The Padres, Amal Shaw's Padres, slowly sinking to the bottom of the Pacific over there. Hey, um, a couple of things. There's so much randomness I have written down in my notes. Uh, one, can we go back to the Heisman? Because I wanted to ask you both about Hartman. Um, two, we just went, went through Messi. I'll just say quickly, Amal, and get your take. U.S. Women's National Team. Fellas, I don't know. I'm always just looking specifically with soccer football in particular. I'm always just looking about the betting. I don't get involved in the drama. What was without getting political, what was the uh, surrounding issues with this year's U S women's national oh. team? We, we said, we said literally on the show, this wasn't a team. I would, I would have been surprised if they wanted a, a world cup this year, of course, back to back. Was it just the fact that people didn't like that they were braggadocious and had egos? Like what was the bigger story there? No, no, I don't think ahead. we. I don't think we can avoid the political aspect. I think the issue was the political aspect of it. Yeah, right? they okay. weren't, yeah, they weren't standing for the anthem, and so got it. That led to got that. It. And then at one point, okay, it was nitpicked to the point where someone wasn't. They weren't singing the national anthem, so that mattered too. Okay, we'll move on. I just wanted to thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> it was Lizzo. unavoidable. <laughs> and also, they were women, so there was misogyny. But I'll leave it alone. Okay. I asked you both earlier when we were talking about the big 12, when we were talking about Oklahoma, Aaron Halterman will be curious about his Oklahoma Sooners this year. We should get a take on their win total set at nine and a half from Oklahoma's number one fan. That being Aaron racing But you see the Dustin's top 10 Heisman long shots. So you did this list when I was gone. Yes. And some of the long shots, I, I like it. I mean, these are some heavy prices from the big guy. Of course, Blake Corum's going to be on there. Banged up Blake <laughs> uh, at 50 to one. Now I see you had a bonus 
and they're at 50 to one to Dylan Gabriel. Is that the same? Pr- Excuse me, not Dylan Gabriel. I'm looking for Hartman 25 to one. Is that the same price on the Notre Dame quarterback since you put that list together? No. So that's why I said shop around because uh, DK has it 16 to one. I found a book that had 25 to one. Every book had him priced a little bit different, but 25 to one was the longest I saw, which I don't think he's going to win the award, but just based on his ability and what he did at Wake Forest and like having watched him on that Netflix documentary, like QB one coming up through high school, just learning about his mindset and his attitude and what he did in prep uh, football. I mean, he won a state championship and started a whole new program from scratch with, I think his dad as the head coach just wanted to play for his dad his senior year after winning a state title as a junior. I just think he's built a little bit differently and the national exposure that Notre Dame gets. I think if he plays up to his abilities, he's going to be in the mix. I would agree Come on, on I, I would agree on Hartman. I think playing for the Irish helps a lot. Remember they got the national TV game starting in Ireland against Navy. Notre Dame is still, even though it's been 30 plus years since they've been relevant on a national level, in my opinion, um, the name of the program and what he's potentially those three marquee games. He wins all three of them. Let's say for example, against Ohio state, USC and Clemson, he throws 10 touchdowns, one INT and Notre Dame goes two and one or three and Oh, Sam Hartman will be in New York city, but I'm going to tell you right now, who's going to win this trophy, Jordan, Travis, Florida state. What's the number 14 to one fourth betting favorite on the board. That's terrible. It's juicy. Not. It's not. It's it's a really good note, especially because like you, you got to factor in the fact if, if you're a quarterback, you have to be able to run the ball in as well, and he's going to be able to do that also. He's going to throw it. He's going to run it. He's got a ton of weapons. That team is freaking loaded. Just but, to provide context, Klubnik's fourteen to one as well. I can guarantee you, Gabe Klubnik will not be winning the Heisman this year. I like <laughs> Travis at fourteen to one. I, I would agree with you. I don't know why the odds are so short on him. And Florida State opens with LSU. Good news out of LSU practice today. Harold Perkins, one of the best defensive players in college football, got into a fist fight with cornerback Denver Harris. Uh, it's usually the offense fighting fight the, the same def- side of the ball. Yeah, that's exactly why I brought it up. It's yeah, one thing wild. to get into a fight on the offense and the defense, but when you're on the same side of the ball, remember Denver Harris is the transfer from AM, former five star guy. He got in trouble at AM as well. So good to see you bringing that riffraff to uh, Baton Rouge. We're going to break down the ACC in depth as the week progresses. You can also check out the college football betting guide at vison.com slash subscribe to delve. Let me ask you both just as a little fun here, a little experiment. When I say the ACC, when I say the Atlantic coast conference, what's the first program that comes to mind? Florida state Clemson. Florida state would be my answer as well. If I were to say the ACC, does Cal and Stanford come to mind? Well, I mean, listen, he said Clemson. The second teams I think of are Cle- uh, Cal and Stanford immediately when I think ACC. <laughs> because Pete Thamel, who is legit, is reporting that in the next one. <laughs> so the, I'm sorry. The ACC literally says in the name, we're on the Atlantic. <laughs> That's exactly Anywho, what I was thinking. <laughs> there's two calls for the ACC to vet and have early exploratory discussions on the potential addition of Cal and Stanford. One is for ACC athletic directors and the one is for league presidents and chancellors. So there's a chance that Cal and Stanford who are essentially in Japan are going to join the ACC. It's unbelievable. They can't go more West. Shohei Otani wouldn't join the ACC. Like, you know who loves this move? Georgia tech, Georgia tech's no longer to be the bottom of the barrel. Of the ACC, they're going to beat up on those teams. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys from Virginia, Duke, Carolina, Georgia Tech, they're going to step one foot on that campus in Palo Alto. They're going to be like, if I can get in here academically, I am definitely transferring. I'm sorry. That is like Washington and Oregon to the middle of the country. You can clown on that. But when you start talking, taking Cal and Stanford to the other coast and pretending like there's something that this is, this is cool. It's starting just to become, it's not, it's not sustainable. Like we're, we're joking with ourselves. This is not going to last. Why That's, do you say that? These school, these other, the other sports are not going to be able to travel across the country and do West Coast road trips. What are they going to do? Start in Florida and work their way over over the course of two weeks and just be on the road for three weeks at a time? Hit all the California schools over the course of two weeks? Like, I just don't see it as being sustainable. We're, here's what's going to happen. 
Football is going to break off from the rest of the NCAA. They're going to have their own governing body. They already have their own governing body handling how they do the playoff and the championships. That will run all of football, and all the other sports will figure out their conferences that make more sense for them. Well, maybe in terms of the conferences potentially, but where I disagree with you is, remember, Title IX comes into play in terms of the scholarships. You have 85 scholarships, so you're going to need that to be equal in the other sports and some of the smaller sports. The people argue the cost. Look, if you're getting on a plane to go from Los Angeles to Seattle, now you're flying from Los Angeles to New York. Okay, it's a little bit more expensive, but at the end of the day, the other ancillary costs are still the same with it. The amount of revenue that's going to come in based on the budgets of what the TV deals are going to be is going to be much greater. It's going to make up for the cost that you're paying out for the smaller sports. They're student athletes. They're going to be away from campus for three weeks? Who, excuse me, who actually cares that they're student athletes? That's the unfortunate worst kept secret in college athletics. Nobody actually gives a the damn about the student. team. Is, Nobody they're, actually, not, they're not school student athletes. Nobody actually cares about the student athletes. That's the whole problem. We should hear from Eli Drinkowitz next segment. We should play that. No, we can play. But why do you hate college football, Dustin? No, I just think they need to do their own thing. They need to not If they want to do their own, like they want to make their own mega conferences, that's fine. But. Let, let's just separate from everything else. Do your own thing and just have this giant league that's broken up into sections of the country. Th- this is all preposterous. These USC and UCLA are playing in a, in, in a school, in a league full of Midwest teams. Just doesn't make sense anymore. What, what's the difference between UCLA flying to uh, Pullman as opposed to UCLA flying to Bloomington? It's not right. It's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an idiot. It's dude, it's not hop along Cassidy. It's not train travel. They're gonna be okay. It's not Bonnie and Clyde barreling down the middle of the country, Dustin. It's not natural. They're Stop so, it. These le- these teams are supposed to be with aligned with each other. There's a reason the SEC isn't playing a role in any of this. You know why? SEC pride. Those schools stand with each other. They may no. hate each other. They're the only league that when one of their schools makes the championship, the rest of the league roots for that team. Because the other two other teams outside of Alabama and Georgia suck. They just don't realize it. Like Tennessee is yelling SEC at the Music City Bowl. Nobody cares you're riding Bama's coattails. They've had one double-digit winning season since, what, 1999? And Tennessee would beat UCLA by three touchdowns. I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) Joe Milton could overthrow a country by himself, but Dante Moore out of Detroit is going to be a hell of a quarterback for the Bruins. UCLA could overthrow a country and still not be in the same league anymore. The fact that you guys aren't still laughing about Cal potentially winning the Atlantic Coast Conference is just wild to me. Like, this is the best. It's flipped from horrible to immediately Cal and the ACC. This is the best. Keep realigning. Where's the Netherlands? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and betters know this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN. Now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VEASAN subscribers. Remember, you have to be a VEASAN pro. Get all the tools prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. You can sign up today for $199. You receive both the guides, of course, full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus the betting splits and everything. Or... Join for 19 bucks for your first month. See if you like it. Take a spin. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a pro. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Mal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. So we've been teasing. We've got our top 10 to start a new week coming up in just a bit from the big guy. I, I liked the smells one. Actually ended up making me laugh. Let's see what the big guy comes with this week. We have Eli Drinkwitz, so Missouri, okay? And I'm told, I haven't heard the clips, but I'm told even other coaches are reacting. They love what the Missouri head coach had to say about consolidation and college sports. Go ahead. I know we have two. Let's go ahead and let the Missouri head coach run with it. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to say it. I thought the transfer window... I thought the portal was closed. Uh, oh, that's just for the student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want, apparently. And it's, um, you know, it's just sad that there's, um, look, I, I, my question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a financial cost. I'm talking about, did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? What cost is it to those student athletes? So you don't often see, I know we've got another one, big guy, but just a quick comment from the two of you on that. You don't often see somebody taking that angle. It's almost like it's an unwritten rule that you don't talk about something negative happening to the student athlete at all. And that was interesting. A a good way to start from Eli there. I I love it because most of these college football coaches, depending on where they're located, are generally one or two or the three most powerful people within their state. And I think someone like this speaking out is only a benefit to the student athlete. Okay. Big guy, did you want to comment or do you want to roll the next clip? Well, I just, the tone kind of says everything. And if he was announcing Baltimore Orioles games, he'd be suspended for two of them. <laughs> yeah, the tone, was, the tone was very condescending, which we like in this, in this situation. Missouri's head football coach, Eli Drinkwitz, here's his next comment. We're talking about a football decision. They based off football. But what about softball and baseball? who have to travel cross country. Do we ask about the cost to them? Do we know what the number one indicator of, uh, of symptom of, or cause of mental health is? It's lack of rest and sleep. Traveling in those baseball, softball games, you know, those, those people, they travel commercial, they get done playing at four, they gotta go to the airport, they come back, it's three or four in the morning, they gotta go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? Are we going to look back? I, I don't worry at all about the game. The game is going to be strong. Football is going to be fine. We'll all figure it out. But did we consider the people that we are entrusted to? Did we consider the student athlete? Because then we're asking them to go out on their own to get NIL. We didn't say we're going to revenue share. We're not saying they're getting a piece of it. So that, that's the thing that's bothering me right now in this whole situation is we keep trying to limit what the student athlete can do, but then we act on our own. Wow. Wow. I had not heard those comments. That is pretty cool. He is. That's scathing right there. And also a little comment about sleep and uh, mental health for you, big guy. Well, does it also not feel like a little bit of recruiting as well to let players know I always have your back over my own? 
I mean, in a cynical way, yes, I think he probably I do think did he's well genuine. by the kids. Yes. I, sh- I should say, I think he's genuine, but I also think, like, there is also a spin to be made as far as recruiting goes and letting players know, if you come to Missouri, I will be looking out for your best interest as a whole, which also says he could just be a good person. I Look, I think it was genuine. I don't, I don't think there was an ancillary thought behind it. Maybe there was, but I don't believe that to be the case. But he's right in everything he's saying. Um, I've always said that what they should do is if you play football, fall, quarter, fall, semester, depending on where you go to school, you don't attend classes at that time. You can make that up in the summer or just lengthen the, the semester in terms of academic availability for that student athlete on academic opportunity without paying cost after they're done playing if they don't go pro or if they choose to continue their education because it is so hard. I'm always impressed when student athletes are balancing their sport and athletics with all the travel and the unavailability that they have being in class. Eli Drinkwitz, a casualty of Ellis Island, but a supporter of student athletes. Cause that name, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, no, right, my, my my actual legal last name for Ellis Island is Dustin Edowitz. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, speaking of which, let's get to your top ten to close out a Monday program. Dustin's top ten casual sit-down chain restaurants. Okay. There's a delineation. Well, like I'm Chipotle to me is a takeout place. It's not a sit down place. Like specifically you sit down, there is a menu, there is a waiter. That's what we're going with here. We're not going to include places where you just walk up to a counter and order. So what was the example that is not, uh, give me the example again. I'm sorry. Okay. So Chipotle. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I would agree with you. I think Chipotle is just fast food. Yeah, it's 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 fast casual, but like because they don't have a drive through. But at the same time, like there's no menu. You just walk up there and you do most of the work anyway. Now, I will say this. Amal can't get he generally tries to get bougie and bails out on the top 10 list. He's not allowed to get bougie when for the last hour and a half, every break, he's only been talking about wanting to eat Doritos. (laughs) So so you can act all highfalutin and pretend like you're not involved, but I've had to hear for the last hour and a half, how many Doritos you want to eat. That's fair. That's fair. You're not wrong in any of your statements, but I am going to go off on his next one on this list. Okay. So number 10, let's start. This is Dustin's top 10 casual sit down rest chain restaurants. Number 10 Olive Garden. It is offensive to the people I grew up with uh, in New York to eat at Olive Garden. However, there's one caveat, and it's only if you do this. You don't order chicken parm there. You don't order eggplant parm or chicken marsala or anything. You go there for one reason, and that's all you can eat. Soup and salad. salad and breadsticks. That is it. And for that exclusive offer alone that they only offer like once or twice a year, Olive Garden has to be in the top 10 because if there is an Olive Garden within 30 minutes of my home and that deal is going on, I will go at least once because it is fantastic. That's a permanent thing, by the way. No, it's all the time soup, salad, and breadsticks. Yes. All you can eat. That's that's That's, just, that's what Olive Garden does. Diet starts tomorrow. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I get like three bowls of soup when I go there. Soup's great there. All of it's great. Just don't pretend it's an Italian restaurant and order the other stuff. It's a mistake. But if you just go soup, salad, and breadsticks, it's an elite combination. Speaking of which, we need a top 10 soup list. because oh, That was the first I'm, one we did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> I'm all still not over uh, minestrone not being on it or something. Oh, that's, that's right. what I get at Olive Garden. I'm like, <laughs> minestrone. All right. Olive Garden. I mean, if our Olive Garden wasn't. On the list, we rioted. We would have rioted. So that's tremendous. Number nine. So I love breakfast. I'm one of those people that apps. I just at all. Bre- I could eat breakfast meal like that food every single meal. Bad boy. But if I'm gonna buy it, if I'm gonna go out and order it, it better be fantastic. Like I'm not gonna go out and spend my money on an overpriced breakfast that I could have cooked myself. That's why at number nine, Cracker Barrel comes in. Everything they do breakfast-wise is absolutely elite. I've never even looked at the lunch or dinner menu there. I've only ever looked at breakfast. The pancakes, 10 out of 10. Their syrup, 10 out of 10. And I don't even like sweets for breakfast. And they have one item that is so elite by itself. I will go there and just order this, and that is the hash brown casserole. It is one of the oh, best things I've going that. anywhere that in any chain. Cracker Barrel breakfast, elite. Their bacon is elite. Their eggs, they cook them perfect. It is a tremendous spot. Cracker Barrel had to be. And by the way, they're everywhere. 
You can't live in one of the 50 United States without running into a Cracker Barrel at a highway exit. I got to rescind my statement about going off on him because he went specifically breakfast there, which is good. But if he had said lunch or dinner, then would have been a problem. I agree with you on the breakfast assessment there. I don't even know what they serve. I have fried chicken, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Hometown cooking. By the way, Michelle put you in a turtleneck for the graphic. It's not a terrible look on you. My arms look skinny, too. Skinny AF. Hey, have you ever thought on your dating profile? Because I just realized something that makes you a bad boy. Have you ever thought about throwing up on Hinge? Big breakfast for dinner guy to let the girls know that you will throw a curveball every once in a while i think that would do well i don't think it's as unique as we're letting on that's the issue and you know me i have to stand out and be different Uh, (laughs) my dating profile the one unique thing is i admit that i still tie my shoes with the bunny ears method (laughs) amal enjoy the doritos thank you big guy (laughs) enjoy you know we'll see you tomorrow sharp money 